Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, just before we start, let me mention the sponsors who are supporting the podcast in this episode, and that is italki. Uh, I think their service is really simple and useful and could be the ideal solution for those of you who are keen to improve your fluency by having regular conversations or English lessons as part of your normal schedule. With italki, you can pick your teacher or tutor, arrange your own schedule, and then enjoy the convenience of engaging in genuine spoken conversations from the comfort of your own home or your office or wherever you have an internet connection. And because you listen to this podcast, italki will give you a discount voucher when you buy some lessons. Um, and you can check it all out by visiting teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or just click an italki logo on my website. Um, so we're ready to start the episode now. One thing you should know before we begin is that there is some swearing in this one. Um, I know the majority of you are totally fine with that, but uh, I thought I would let you know, just in case you're playing this and there are children there or you're in a classroom situation or something, uh, the swearing doesn't really begin until probably about 20 minutes into the episode or something like that. Um, all right. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that. Um, all right then. So now let's get on with this episode and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this podcast, this ongoing project, which aims to help you to improve your English by presenting you with listening content, which is not just useful for practicing your English listening skills, your vocabulary and your pronunciation, but also useful, hopefully, for broadening your horizons just a little bit by presenting you with content that you might not have otherwise discovered. Uh, like, for example, that sentence, because <laughs> that was one sentence. Did you notice? That whole bit was just one sentence. Let me repeat it again. Um, hello and welcome back to this podcast, this ongoing project which aims to help you to improve your English by presenting you with listening content which is not just useful for practicing your English listening skills, vocabulary and pronunciation, but also useful for broadening your horizons just a little bit by presenting you with content you might not have otherwise discovered. <laughs> oh dear. It's not healthy or safe to produce sentences uh, that are as long as that because, um, you know, when you're speaking, you can't breathe. Uh, so I would warn against it. Anyway, that was quite a long sentence. Um, and essentially, welcome back to the podcast, uh, this podcast, which is here to help you improve your English. Um, and um, in this episode, I'm going to, um, well, talk to you about some stuff that you might not have discovered on your own. Uh, I don't know, for example, what your... Um, uh, internet browsing habits are, uh, and to what extent you are, for example, interested in uh, British television uh, shows and comedy shows that you might not have seen. Um, uh, this is, in fact, part two of a two-part episode about British comedy. 
And this time I'm talking to you about one of my favorite TV shows called Limmy's Show. Uh, Limmy's Show is a series of bizarre and amusing sketches, basically, written and produced uh, and written and performed, in fact, by Brian Limmond, uh, also known as Limmy who comes from Glasgow in Scotland. So Limmy's show is uh, basically is basically Limmy's show, right? It's a show by a bloke called Limmy who's from Scotland. Um, in the last episode, we listened to a few sketches on YouTube featuring Limmy's character, Mr Mulvaney, the businessman who seems convinced that the police are on his tail for committing some petty shoplifting. Uh, we heard some English spoken with a Glaswegian accent and picked up a few words and expressions along the way. This time, we're going to continue with another of Limmy's sketches, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, whereas the Mr Mulvaney sketches featured fairly formal-sounding spoken English in a Glasgow accent, uh, the sketch in this episode features a character who speaks in a more informal way and with an accent and speech pattern that I expect you will find even stronger and probably even more difficult to understand, which is precisely why I've chosen to analyse it here on the podcast. Uh, in my effort to push your English into new areas, I'm choosing uh, to focus on some speech that you might not have been exposed to before in order to try to close the linguistic and cultural gaps that might exist between you and this popular TV comedy. Uh, this popular TV comedy, which actually won... Uh, a Scottish BAFTA twice. That's right. The, uh, Limmy's show has won two awards, two BAFTAs. Uh, do you know what a BAFTA is? A BAFTA is basically um, uh, a British Academy of Film and Television Award. Uh, the Br British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Okay, that's BAFTA. Um, and the BAFTAs are the uh, awards uh, given by the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. So the BAFTAs are basically like the British Oscars. And um, Limmy's show has won two Scottish BAFTAs. Um, so this is a this is a, an award-winning show, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, just bear that in mind at any time. If you're wondering, what is this stuff that we're listening to on the podcast today? It's award-winning British comedy. That's what it is. Uh, specifically from Scotland. Um, and the sketch that we're going to listen to uh, now is uh, is called DD uh, Yoka. That's how you find it on YouTube. In fact, you can you can just see the video embedded on the page for this episode on my website. Um, DD like DD goes to Yoka, um, which involves a character called DD who takes a bus trip to a town called Yoka. All right. So let me just tell you a little bit about DD and um, what you can expect from those sketches just before we actually get involved in, in, in hearing it. Um, so Dee Dee is this character, one of the many characters that Limmy plays in his, uh, in his episodes. Um, and the Dee Dee sketches are possibly the best thing about Limmy's show, I think. Um, Dee Dee is basically an unemployed guy who never really leaves the house and is lost in his own world. Okay, so he's just like this sort of stoner, um, a guy who probably smokes too much weed, and as a result, um, has no motivation to do anything other than lie on his sofa, watching the telly, sleeping, and just kind of 
letting his mind um, run away in all sorts of different directions. Um, it's a little bit sad in a way because the because Dee Dee is essentially kind of isolated and lost in his own head. Um, and the, the sketches featuring Dee Dee on Limmy's show are funny, but they're perhaps closer to, to pathos than comedy, really. Um, what is pathos, you might be asking? Um, pathos is the quality in a film or play that makes people feel sadness or pity. So you've got comedy, which is you know what makes you laugh, but pathos is something that makes you feel kind of sad or it makes you have pity for someone. Um, now, sometimes comedy can become pathos when it's not just funny, but also quite, quite sad or pitiful. For example, um, if, you, if you need an example of pathos, think of Charlie Chaplin. Okay, Charlie Chaplin's films are obviously full of comedy. They're full of slapstick comedy and stuff. But what makes Charlie Chaplin's uh, work extra special is the pathos, especially uh, when you think of Chaplin's famous character, the Tramp, uh, who is the the character that we all know when we think of uh, Charlie Chaplin. Um, Think of Charlie Chaplin's, um, think of the pathos in the character of the Tramp. Um, Think of those moments where you feel pity uh, for Charlie Chaplin's character, who is basically a poverty-stricken tramp. It's those moments that you kind of feel sad or you feel um, sympathy or pity that's pathos. You see, it's close to comedy, um, but it's it's not comedy. It's something else, and it's pathos. All right. So, um, it's a similar case with DD in uh, Limmy's uh, show. Uh, his sketches make me laugh, but they also are terribly sad, really, because DD is isolated. He's a bit disturbed. Uh, he's a bit mentally disturbed and he's unable to to fully operate in society like everyone else. He basically never goes out. Uh, he spends all his time on his own um, uh, at home watching the TV and sleeping. And um, yeah, it's a bit sad because basically his state of mind is a bit messed up and he's losing touch with reality a little bit. Um, I don't know if you know how that feels. I mean, DD is kind of although obviously I've never been in that situation really, um, Dee Dee does feel somehow relatable. I mean, imag- you know, all you need to think about is if you've spent any sort of fairly extended periods of time alone at home with nothing to do, that's the kind of world that Dee Dee inhabits. Imagine, for example, y- you can probably imagine this from your own life. Imagine that you've come down with um, the flu, like you've come down with a virus and you're sick and you're off work, probably just staying in the house on the sofa for for a long period, like a week or two. You know, have you ever had that period in your life when you're just kind of a bit sick and you have to stay at home all day and you're just on the sofa from morning until the evening or you're just in bed all the time? You don't see anyone. You hardly do anything. You're just trying to get over the flu, sitting on the sofa or sleeping the whole time. And it starts after, you know, a certain number of days, it starts to mess with your head a little bit, doesn't it? You know, the days drag on, morning drifts into the afternoon, which drifts into the evening, and you haven't left the house or even had a shower, probably, or got dressed. You're just there wrapped up in your, uh, in your bed, you know, in your blanket from, from your bed all day. And in those situations, your mind starts to go a little bit weird. And, um, you know, you end up kind of living in a daydream 
while everyone else outside in the real world is going about their normal lives, working and just living their daily lives, you're indoors all the time, slowly drifting away from reality. Well, that's what DD is all about, really. Um, and, and I'm not sure why he is in this situation, this character. I think, you know, I think the prob- the thing is that he's just an unemployed stoner. He doesn't have a job and I think he probably smokes too much weed. I mean, you see that in the sketches sometimes that he's kind of, there's there's like a magazine on the table with some stuff on it and it looks like he's been smoking some grass and he, I think he mentions it in an episode. So I think he's a stoner. It might, so that his sketches might just be about the condition of someone who smokes too much weed and as a result has lost the motivation to leave the house to get a job or to sort his life out. And that's why it's a little bit sad uh, and yet funny. Um, every sketch with DD is like a glimpse into his spaced out mind as he completely overanalyzes quite trivial details in his everyday life, like kind of thinking far too much about things he's seen on television or stuff that happens in the kitchen. Uh, In each episode, these trivial details become blown up into hugely significant events because of his paranoia and delusion. And I mean, Didi's not, I guess he's not the sharpest, most intelligent person in the world. In fact, he seems a little slow, um, and that kind of adds to to the alienation that he experiences. Um, now, in the sketch that we're going to listen to, um, Dee Dee actually goes outside in this sketch. Like most of the sketches are just, they just take place in his living room. But in this one, he actually goes outside in order to pick up his, uh, his gyro. Um, a gyro, if you don't know, is basically your unemployment welfare check. So if you're unemployed, you you know you get uh, money from the government, and so you know every week or every month or something you'd need to go to the the unemployment office um, to pick up your gyro, which is a check from the government, a a, a check from the welfare office, uh, which you know you can use to then pay for your food and pay for your rent and stuff like that. So in this episode, DD takes a trip into town to pick up his gyro, uh, but he kind of takes a risk. He takes an opportunity to get a free ride on a bus by going to a place that he's never been before. And it becomes a kind of big adventure, even though in reality, it's not much of of an adventure, really. And most of the drama is just in his own head. So um, with this one, what I'm going to do is actually read out the the sketch, read out the story, because mostly this story is a monologue. So I'm actually going to read it myself in my own voice, in my own accent, in my own version of English, the, the version that you're very familiar with. Um, so I'm going to read through it first in my voice so that you can understand the story. And then after that, we will hear the original version with DD from Glasgow with his strong Glaswegian accent um, and the particular way that he speaks. Um Again, I've got no idea what you will think of this, but I mean, I think it's really good. Honestly, I think that uh, 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 Limmy's uh, work on these sketches featuring DD is really good stuff. I think it's, it's it goes beyond just comedy. It goes into the level of pathos. It's kind of absurd and bizarre. It's it's funny and it's a little sad. Uh, and I think it's excellent. I think it's genuinely very good quality stuff. And I think this particular one is my favourite of all the things that, uh, that that Limmy's ever done on his show. So here here we now have Dee Dee's trip to Yoka. So here is my adapted 
version in my own voice, okay? So I'm just going to tell the story as if I'm DD, and you can hear me do it, and then we'll hear the original version, which I hope will help you to understand it a bit more. Okay, so here we go. So uh, I was walking along the street the other day to, to, to go to town to pick up my welfare check, and I passed by a couple of buses at the side of the road. There were just these two buses by the side of the road. And everyone was crowding off the front, the front bus and getting onto the bus behind. And like, you know, all these people come, getting off, a lot of old people. And all the old people were all complaining and saying, oh, this is ridiculous. It never used to be like this with the city buses. They're all complaining. And I was, and I was all like, ah, I see. We've got ourselves a breakdown. That bus has broken down. Everyone's getting into this one. So the bus has broken down. And I checked I check to see where they're all heading. I have a look at the, the front of the bus to see the destination. And it says, Yoka. And I just pissed myself laughing. It just said, Yoka. And I was like, <laughs> Yoka. Because, right, because Yoka is one of those places that I only know from the front of uh, of a bus. I've never actually been there. I just see Yoka written on the front of the bus all the time. But I, I, I've never been there. I don't know what it's like. It's just this kind of crazy fairy tale place that sounds a bit like an egg yolk. You know? Yoka. Like, sounds like an egg yolk. You know the yellow bit in an egg? That's, that's the yolk. Uh, this place is called Yoka. So I've no idea what Yoka is really like, but I kind of imagine it's just like this magical land where everything is yellow. Everything's made of egg yolk. It's like the egg yolk kingdom or something. Anyway, so uh, I was watching everyone getting on this bus that's going to Yoka, right? And they were, they were trying to show their tickets to the driver and stuff like that, but the driver wasn't having it. You know, he was just waving everyone on and saying to them, like, oh, all right, okay, I know where you came from. I can see the other bus, you know, I can see where you've come from. I, what do you think I am, stupid? Come on, you don't need to show me your tickets. So he was waving them on and letting them get on without, without seeing their tickets, right? And I see, suddenly I see the opportunity for a free ride. And a little voice in my head, a little voice in my head goes like this, Didi, I know you've got your welfare check to get and everything, but that money's always going to be there. But this, this on the other hand, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So I, so I said to myself, I was like, fuck it. And I joined the queue. You know, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to Yoka. And as soon as I joined the queue, the driver starts checking people's tickets. And I was like, no, forget it. Forget, forget it. I'm out. But I just got completely caught up in the slipstream of all the people getting on the bus. I couldn't escape. And suddenly I was rushing towards the moment of truth because I didn't have a ticket. And the bus driver suddenly started checking people's tickets. And I was, I couldn't stop myself. And I was, you know, in with all the people. And I was rushing towards the situation at the 100 miles an hour. My heart was pounding. My pulse was racing. And I got to the, the driver and I was like, uh, 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 I, uh, and the driver just went, go ahead, mate. It's all right. Get on. And I went, oh, thanks, dude. So I did it. I was on the bus. So there I was on the top deck of the bus. I had a bird's eye view, whizzing by the unemployment office or like, ta-da, welfare check, bye, maybe some other day, huh? Because I'm on the bus to Yoka. 
I couldn't believe what I was hearing in my head. Seriously, this was actually happening. But then I thought, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Don't get too excited. There could be someone looking at the back of your head right now thinking, hey, hey, who's he? He's not from Yoka. He's got no business being on this bus. Let's beat him up. I quickly turned round to see if anyone was looking. There was nobody. Nobody was there. I got away with it. I totally got away with it. So I loosened up and started chatting to other people on the bus. You know, I just thought I'd get a little bit of local knowledge before I got to Yoka. So I turned to the girl sitting next to me and I was like, "Uh, so um, this bus is for Yoka, right? And the passenger was like, yep. And I said, "Um, I've just moved there. Is it a nice place? And she said, yeah, it's a wonderful place. I've lived there all my life. Yoka, born and bred, I am. So so you've never once wondered what Yoka's like? Mind-boggling. Half an hour later, I start seeing all the signs. Yoka news agents, Yoka post office, Yoka football club, Yoka everything. They even had a barber that rhymed with Yoka. The name of the barber was Hair by Les Porter. To be honest, that rhymes in a Scottish accent. Uh, Hair by Les Porter. What, what are the chances of that? That's right. They had a barber that rhymed with Yoka. Hair by Les Porter. Unbelievable, right? Everything's got yoka, a Yoka connection. And I turned to the girl next to me and I said, hey, listen, wouldn't it be like totally crazy if that barber's name used to be like Smith or something <laughs> and he just changed it just to fit in in Yoka? And the passenger was like, what? Anyway, the bus got to the termino- terminus, right? And everyone starts crowding off. And I decided to ask the driver for a favour. And I said to the driver, driver, when do you leave? And he said, oh, in about five minutes. And I said, oh. so I, f- I fell asleep and I missed my stop. Would it be possible for you to like print me out another ticket while I go out and have a smoke really quickly? Thanks. And it worked. He gave me a ticket. And then I put my first step on Yoka soil. There I was. I was in Yoka. I thought this day would never come. Is it really this easy? Is it really this easy to get the things you want in life? You just need to hold out for it. All of a sudden, I had this huge urge just to say, listen, I'm not, I'm not from Yoka. I've no business being here. And I was like, calm down, Didi, calm down. Calm down, that's no laughing matter. They'll tear you to shreds. Now you've got five minutes. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do in Yoka? And I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I had to. I had to find out. I couldn't leave without finding out what this is all about. The bus was suddenly a million miles away and I thought, Didi, you're truly on the outer reaches here, dude. You're in the middle of nowhere. And I went into the great unknown with a fucking ding. Ding! Because he walked into a shop, right? You don't notice this without the video. He walked into a shop and you know the shop doors have a bell. Ding, 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 as you walk into the shop. So I walked into the great unknown with a ding to ask the one big question on everyone's lips. So what's happened here is that DD has walked into the barber's shop that he noticed. The barber shop, which was called um, Hair by Les Porter. And DD seems to be convinced that 
that his that he changed his name from Smith to Porter so that he would fit in in Yoka because he thinks the name rhymes with Yoka. It doesn't really. Anyway, he's so he's he needs to find out if that really is the case. So he walked into uh, the uh, barber's shop, walked into the great unknown to ask the one big question on everybody's lips. And he said, uh, excuse me, are you Les Porter? And Les Porter said, yeah. He said, has your name always rhymed with Yoka or did it used to be like Smith or something? Or, And then I thought, Didi, you've just blown your cover big time. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Go, go, get out of there before they start throwing their scissors at you like ninja stars. Before Big Les scalps me and stucks my head to the wall. Ten seconds to get to that bus, man. That's your lifeline. So Didi's escaping from the uh, the barber's shop at this point. And, and what does the bus start doing? It starts moving. And I was like, no way, bro. I felt, I felt like giving up. I said, hey, I'm... Look, I'm not from Yoka. I've got no business being in Yoka. Let them finish me off like a pack of crazy wolves. But I just kept running for my life like I had Leatherface on my trail. And I get to the bus, but he wouldn't let me in. And I was like, set up. The whole thing's been set up. Those people that were on the front bus, they're actors, actors, every single one of them, actors. The door opens and I bolt upstairs and hide right under the seat. I didn't dare poke my head up for the next half an hour in case they were going going by in a minibus, eager to feast on me like a group of crazy zombie pirates. And then I picked my moment. I escaped from the bus. I ran up the road, up the stairs, into the house, locked the door. Scary, dude. Scary. Okay, so that's my version of uh, uh, Limmy's uh, story of Dee Dee going to Yoka. And you know what? Now I'm going to let you listen to the uh, the original. So this is Limmy himself uh, doing that, and I'm just trying to find it. Here we go. All right then. So, so you've you've got you've heard the story. Hopefully you understand that basically he decided to get on this bus to this place he'd never been before, and then when he got there, he kind of realised he was completely out of his depth in this place he'd never been before, and he started to get all paranoid and and scared thinking that um you know that they were going to try and try and attack him and uh, he thought it was all some sort of paranoid plan to to get him and he got back on the bus and escaped back to his hometown and ran upstairs and and hid and uh he was safe in his flat okay all right so you hopefully you understood that by the way you can see a, a script for all of this on the the page for this episode uh, you'll see uh, the script for what I've just read out, which is the kind of, let's call it the sort of English-English version. And you'll also see a script for the um, the original version, which is written um, exactly as D.D. Uh, says it himself, all right, um, with all of the uh, pronunciation, all the different dialect words. So now I'm going to let you listen to D.D. Uh, from Limmy's show, and you'll notice the difference, all right? You'll immediately notice the difference that it's spoken in um, this uh, fairly strong Glaswegian accent, and it's spoken in this dialect, so some of the words are different. Um, also bear in mind that D.D. is, D.D. sort of like speaks a little, a wee bit like this, like that, he's a... You know, he's not the he's not the smartest, most clever person in the world, and so he's got this kind of voice like that. You know, um, so yeah, all right. It's probably going to be fairly difficult for you to understand, but uh, see if you can notice the difference between my version 
and the original version. And here we go. Fucking heading to the brew, heading to get my gyro, and I pass this couple of buses at the side of the road. Everybody's piling off the front one into the one behind old folk one. This is ridiculous. Never used to be like this with the corporation buses. I was like, I see, we've got ourselves a break then. Checks to see where they're all heading. Yoker. And I just pissed myself laughing. Ha! Because Yoker's one of these places I only know for the front of a bus. Never been there. Don't know what it's like. Just this pure mad fabled land that sounds like a pure mad egg yolk. So I was watching everybody getting on, trying to show their tickets to the driver, but he wasn't having it. Just waving them on like that. I know he's came for I can see the bus. What do you think? Oh, I'm daft. And a wee voice in my head says, Dee Dee, I know you've got to get your gyro, but the brew's always going to be there. But this, on the other hand, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So I just went on. Fuck it. And I joined the queue. Things I did, the driver starts checking people's tickets. I was like, oh, here, forget it. But I just got pure caught in the slipstream, belting it towards the moment of truth at 100 mile an hour, heart pounding, pulse racing. What it is, is... On you go, mate. Cheers. I did it. So there I was, bird's eye view, wasn't by the brew on it. Ta-ta, gyro, maybe some other day, eh? Because I'm on the bus to Yoka. Couldn't believe what I was hearing in my head, man. Seriously. This was actually happening. But then I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. There could be somebody looking at the back of your nut right now hanging here. Who's he? He's no fair Yoka. He's got no business being on this bus, get his head kicked, man. Turned around to see if anybody was looking. Nobody got away with it. Just pure got away with a lot of it. So I loosened up and started chanting me folk, get a wee bit of local knowledge before I go there. So is this bus for Yoker, aye? Aye. I've just moved there, is it any good? It's a lovely place. I've lived there all my life. Yoker born and bred. So you've never once wondered what Yoker's like? Mind-boggling. Half an hour later, I start seeing the signs. Yoker news agents. Yoker post office. Yoker FC. Yoker everything. They even had a barber that rhymed with Yoker. Heard by Les Porter. What are the chances are that? Yeah. What's the bet? His name used to be Smith or something. They just changed it to fit in. What? Gets to the terminus. Everybody starts piling off. I hit the driver with my charms. Driver, when did you leave? Five minutes. I can't do it miss my stop. Any chance you could print us out a ticket so I can nip off for a fag? And I pissed my first step on the Yoker soil. I was in Yoker. I thought this day would never come. Is it really this easy? Is it really this easy to get the things you want in life? You just need to hold out for it. 
Oh, yeah, sudden I had the urge to just go, I here, I'm no fair yoker, I've got no business being here. I was like, Come it, Didi. That's not a laughing matter, they tell you to shreds. Now you've got five minutes, where'd you want to go? What'd you want to do? And yoker. I knew exactly what. I had to. I had to find out. I couldn't leave without finding out what this is all about. Bus was a million miles away. I thought, Dee Dee, you truly earned the outer reaches, young man. Middle one everywhere. And I went into the great unknown with a fucking ding. To ask you one big question on everybody's lips. Where's Porter? Aye. Is your name always rhymed with Yorker or did it used to be like Smith or something or? And then I thought, Dee Dee, you've just blown your cover. Big time. Fuck you playing it, man. Go, go. Go out early before they started chucking their scissors at us like ninja stars. Before big glass scalped us and stopped my heating the wall. Ten seconds to get in that bus, man. That's your lifeline. Was it start then starts moving? I was like, no, man. Felt like he up. Yeah, I'm off of Yorker. I've got no business being in Yorker. Let them finish me off like a pack of mad wolves. But I just kept running for my life like I had leather face on my tail. Gets to the bus, but when I let us in, I was like, set up. Whole things I set up. They were on that front bus, actors. Actors, lot of them actors. Door opens and I box upstairs, right under the seat. Then they dared poke my heat up for the next half hour in case I were gone by in a minibus, gasping to feast on me like a shower of mad zombie pirates. Picks a moment, up the road, up the stairs, in the house. Look, look, look. Scary, man, scary. But the best day of my life. Okay. All right, then. Now, I'll tell you what we're going to do is, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, my God, is that really English? I couldn't understand a word of it. I don't know why you've become from Birmingham. Oh, my God, is that really English? That's amazing. Uh, That's not your voice. But anyway, you might be probably thinking, oh, I couldn't understand that. Um, Well, I mean, of course you couldn't understand it. You've probably never, ever heard um, any English like that in your life, have you? You've probably never really heard... Uh, Glaswegian, a proper Glaswegian English before. Um, and, you know, what might be going through your head at this point is you might be thinking, that's terrible English, that's awful English. Well, is it? Is it really? Is it? I mean, it's just another type of English, isn't it, really? I mean, I, I don't think it's terrible English, really, because, first of all, I I mean, I, okay, I mean, I, I'm used to listening to it, but uh, it is effective English in the sense that... Um, it communicated Dee uh, Dee's experience to me uh, in a really direct way to the point where I can, I mean, it. it uh, how, how can I put this? It's good English in the sense that it communicated his feelings, his experience, his thoughts and his character and his personality to me. I mean, if the language and the way that you, you use the language is an extension of who you are, uh, especially if, if it's your native language, then, you know, this version of English, which um, is not easy to understand if you're not familiar with it, is still just as expressive as as other forms of English. 
In fact, I think Didi's account of his trip is actually very articulate in, in a way because I find it to be funny and exciting and kind of moving and, and, and a little sad and all that sort of thing. So in terms of the communicative value of his narrative, it's very good, actually. Um, but um, so there's that. That's an objective idea of whether or not it's good English. But the other idea of whether something might be good English or not is just probably to do with clarity in your preconceived ideas of what c- truly clear English is. But I think really what you decide to be clear English is only the sort of English that you are familiar with, right? I mean, you're familiar with the way I speak because this is the standard. This is the the, the, the standard that you hear on things like the BBC. This is the standard you hear from me. Uh, it's the, the, the sort of standard that has become... Um, uh, normal in uh, you know English textbooks and things like that. Um, anyway, there it is. But still, I think uh, the Glaswegian dialect or Glaswegian accent is you know uh, just another valid form of English, and it just shows that uh, that English is actually an extremely diverse. Um, it's an extremely diverse language. And I think that it's good for you to hear these things because I don't want you winding up to be one of those people who walks around never having really heard all of the versions of English. Like some people, some sort of fairly stupid people on YouTube um, might write, you know, is can, can you do that in English now, please? Or the sort of, you know, what's annoying is when, for example, a Scottish actor appears on television in America and none of the audience understand him because they're kind of, they're, their experience is far too limited and they're too narrow-minded to even know that people speak in a different way in that country, you know? So it doesn't, to an extent, it doesn't tell me about uh, Dee Dee's English. It tells, you, tells me about the people who misunderstand his English because they're just not sort of aware enough Okay, you see what I mean? So either it's a problem with the English that you just heard or it's a problem with the fact that, you know, you you haven't had a broad enough experience. So I'm doing I'm doing you a favor, that's what I'm saying. I'm doing you a favor by playing you that because uh it's uh, it's about, you know, pushing your awareness uh even further. All right, now let's go through the transcript to um Didi's trip to Yoka. Uh but the original transcript, not my sort of slightly adapted version. Now, I'm going to read through Am I going to read through it or am I going to play you sections of it? I think it would probably make more sense if I played you bits of it from the video, paused it, and then explained what uh, we heard. But you will find that the, the original transcript uh, on the website as well. There, there, you'll see two transcripts for this uh, uh, sketch. The one that I read, which is like the plain sort of English-English version, and then the one that you can actually hear word for word in the, in the video. Um, and I, t- I took those transcripts from the comments section on YouTube because um, some viewers... Uh, were saying, I can't understand this without a transcript. So someone took the time to transcribe the whole thing word for word, exactly what Limmy said as DD in the sketch. And then someone else commented under that, I still don't understand this. I need it to be translated into kind of, let's say, normal English. Um, So someone then took the time to translate the whole thing into the kind of English that an American would understand, essentially. Um, So you'll see those two transcripts copied and pasted onto the page for this episode. Um, All right, so let's go through the thing again. You'll you'll notice that the first thing that Didi says is fucking, fucking, which is actually um, another way of saying, um... (laughs) 
Some people do that sometimes. Fucking, oh, I'd love a cup of tea. You know, so that's the first thing that Dee Dee always says in his sketches. Fucking heading to the brew. Fucking heading to the brew. Heading to the brew. I imagine the brew is the place where he picks up his welfare check. I'm not sure what the brew is. It might be the nickname for the building or the part of town or the centre of town where he gets his, his check. But anyway, fucking heading to the brew. If you're heading to somewhere, it means you're going in the direction of somewhere. So basically that means I, I was going to uh, the brew, whatever the brew is. Fucking heading to the brew. Heading to get my gyro. In to get my gyro. Heading in to get my gyro. So the gyro is that, uh, that welfare check. And I pass this couple of buses at the side there, road. And I pass this couple of buses at the side of the road. Everybody's piling off the front one into the one behind. Everyone's piling off the front one into the one behind. Okay, everyone's piling off the front one into the one behind. Um, you know what actually would be would be better, I think. What might be better is if I I read the the script first and then you hear him say it. That's that's going to be better, isn't it? All right, let me work that out. Let me see if I can let me see if I can fix that for you. Um, all right, so I'm just going to copy all of that script. You don't need to hear me do this. I'm going to pause the podcast and I'm pausing. You know, what? I'm going to pause mid word. Okay, I'm going to pause the podcast. Okay, do you hear that? I paused the podcast mid word. I wonder if that was obvious. Anyway. Um, so I've now got the script in front of me, and I'm going to skip between the script and the uh, and the actual video um, in order to read the script first, and then we have the video. I'm just trying to find the video now. Uh, where is it? Where is it gone? There it is. Okay, then. All right. Um, let's do this. Okie dokie. Right, so we've got fucking heading to the brew, heading to get my gyro. Uh, in to get my gyro, it was. And I passed this couple of buses at the side of the road. Everyone's piling off the front and onto the one behind. Fucking heading to the brew, heading to get my gyro. And I pass this couple of buses at the side of the road. Everybody's piling off the front one into the one behind. Everyone's piling off, piling off the front one into the one behind. Old folk like that. This is ridiculous. Never used to be like this with the corporation buses. Old folk like that. You know, you know, you must have noticed that people sometimes say like when they mean said. You know, for example, you know, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, it sounds great. And I was like, thanks. You know, so in this case, it's old folk like that. This is ridiculous. Never used to be like this with the corporation buses. Old folk, what? This is ridiculous. Never used to be like this with the corporation buses. Uh, this is ridiculous. Never used to be like that with the corporation buses. And I was like that. I see. We've got ourselves a breakdown. I was like, I see. We've got ourselves a breakdown. A breakdown. We've got ourselves a breakdown. I check to see where they're all heading. Checks to see where they're all heading. Check to see where they're all heading. Yoka. And I just pissed myself laughing. Ha! I love the way he goes, ha! Like that. So I check to see where they're all heading. Yoka. And I just pissed myself laughing. Ha! Yoka. 
And I just pissed myself laughing. Ha! Because Yoko's one of these places I only know from the front of a bus. Because Yoko's one of these places that I only know from the front of a bus. I've never been there. I don't know what it's like. Just this pure, mad, fabled land that sounds like a pure, mad egg yolk. All right, so I've never been there. Don't know what it's like. Let's have that bit. Never been there. Don't know what it's like. Just, just this pure, mad, fabled, sa- uh, fabled land. So pure is a word um, that uh, that you hear often in Glasgow. Uh, you know, pure Baltic means it's absolutely freezing. So pure means very. Okay, um, like totally completely something like that so this pure mad fabled land a fable is like an old myth or an old legend a fable like an ancient story so you know he's imagining that yoker is like this this totally sort of ancient uh, mythical place that sounds like a pure mad egg yolk so you remember what an egg yolk is um, you know the yellow part of an egg you know yoker Places I only know for the front of a bus. Never been there. Don't know what it's like. Just this pure mad fabled land that sounds like a pure mad egg yolk. <laughs> I have to say it's it's kind of funny the way he said just this pure mad fable land that sounds like a pure mad egg yolk. I I like that. I think that's one of the funniest lines. It's like just this pure mad fabled land that sounds like a pure mad egg yolk. <laughs> um. Oh, it just sounds like a pure mag egg yolk. So I was watching everybody getting on, trying to show their tickets to the driver, but he wasn't having it. So I was watching everyone getting on, trying to show their tickets to the driver. So I was watching everybody getting on, trying to show their tickets to the driver. Uh, trying to show their tickets to the driver, and uh, and he was just, at, but he wasn't having it. Okay, if you're not having it, it means you're not accepting it. He wasn't having it, meaning they're trying to show their tickets, and he's like, yeah, yeah, fine, 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 fine. Just on you go, on you go. So, meaning he wasn't accepting their tickets, you know, he was just letting them get on, um, you know, because he, he knew that they'd already paid for their tickets. He wasn't having it, so he wasn't sort of accepting it, yeah. Um, um, he, he, yeah, he wasn't sort of bothering to look at their tickets. Trying to show their tickets to their driver, but he wasn't having it. He wasn't a having it. He wasn't having it. He wasn't a... Wasn't, I say wasn't, and you find that Didi goes, wasn't he? Which is quite common in Glasgow in general, wasn't he? I wasn't he doing anything, which is I wasn't doing anything. But he wasn't having it, just waving them on. So if, to, if you wave someone on, it means, you you know, waving, you know what waving means, using your hand to say hello, or you, you, you wave people to sort of direct them onto the bus. So he was just waving them on. Like that, all right. I know where. I know what you've came from. I can see the bus. What do you think I am? Daft. So daft means stupid. It's like I know where you've come from. I can see where you came from. Uh, what do you think I am? Daft. Just wave them all like I know where you came from. I can see the bus. What do you think I'm? Daft. What do you think I am? Daft. Daft means stupid. What do you think I'm? Stupid. Come on, on. Get on the bus. It's no problem. Right. Uh, and then and. And then Dee Dee says, and a wee voice in my head. We is little, small, okay? Like really, really common in uh, Scottish English. Uh, a wee voice means a little voice or a small voice. And a wee voice in my head says, Dee Dee, I know you've got to get your gyro, but the brew's always going to be there. But this, on the other hand, 
is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity is a nice phrase. It just you know means uh, something that you only get one uh, chance to do. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Okay, imagine if, for example, if you get offered a job, you know, uh, some job in another country, uh, you'll never get that job offer ever again. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So um, uh, I know what you, you've got to get your gyro, but the brew's always going to be there. But this, on the other hand, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So I just went like that. Fuck it. And I joined the queue. And a wee voice, man, he says, DD, I know you've got to get your gyro, but... The brew's always going to be there. But this, on the other hand, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go for it. So I just went like that. Fuck it. And I joined the queue. All right. Um, and I joined the queue. And as soon as I do, the driver starts checking people's tickets. And I was like that, oh, here, forget it. Things I do, the driver starts checking people's tickets. As soon as I do it, the driver starts checking people's tickets. And um, where is it now? As soon as, uh, uh, And I was like, oh, here, forget it. But I just got pure caught up in the slipstream. So to get caught up in something means you get sort of accidentally involved or you just get involved in something without really intending to. I get caught up in it. So um, let's say there are some celebrations. There's a big party going on in your street. Uh, big celebration going on. They're celebrating like a big national holiday and there's lots of partying and music going on. And you're walking home from work and there's people in the street partying and drinking and having a good time and you're trying to get home from work. And someone's like, you know, they're all dancing around you and someone gives you a glass of drink and you're like, oh, okay. And you just get caught up in it. And then you start, you know, you start dancing and enjoying the party as well. I just got caught up in it to get caught up in the celebration, for example. In this case, uh, Didi, is, he's decided that he wants to leave the bus because the driver's asking for tickets, but he just got pure caught up in the slipstream. The slipstream, oh, that's a little difficult to explain. Um, you know race cars, uh, racing cars, okay? Now, if one car is racing forwards and another car is uh, behind it. Um, when that the first car is racing forwards. The airflow over that car creates something called a slipstream behind it, um, uh, where the where the uh, there's less air pressure. So the car behind is able to go a little bit faster because they are not experiencing the same air pressure as the car in front because the car in front is creating this slipstream. This sort of uh, as because as the car is pushing the air out of the way. It's creating this kind of area of low pressure immediately behind the first car, which is easier to move th through for the second car. This is essentially how sort of race drive, you know, race car driving, this is part of how it works, that the second car has to drive in the first car's slipstream and then use that as a way of pushing past them, you know, gaining speed uh, in order to push past them. So the slipstream is like this... Uh, this channel which allows you to move quickly, okay? So I got pure caught up in the slipstream, which means he got caught up in the queue. He couldn't escape the queue as the people were moving through and it kind of pulled him in to the bus. Um, belting towards me, the moment of truth at 100 miles an hour. If something is belting towards you, it means it's moving really fast. Belting means moving fast. So belting towards the moment of truth, 
belting towards the moment of truth. The moment of truth is obviously like the big moment. Uh, the big moment that you've been waiting for, um, like a big, serious, important moment is the moment of truth. You know, imagine like, you know, you've... You've taken your exams and, you know, you did the exams and then a couple of weeks later you get a letter in the post from Cambridge University Press and, it, and you get the letter and you're like, okay, this is it. This is the moment of truth. And you open the letter to find out your results and you discover, of course, that you've passed with flying colours because you listen to Luke's English podcast. Um, anyway, so uh, in this case, Dee Dee is heading towards the driver in the slipstream of all the other passengers, and the uh, he's belting towards the moment of truth at 100 miles an hour. His heart is pounding, and his pulse is racing. I was like, over here, forget it. But I just got pure caught in the slipstream, belting towards the moment of truth at 100 miles an hour, heart pounding, pulse racing. What it is, is... On you go, mate. Cheers. So he's like, he tried to give an excuse of why he doesn't have the ticket, but the driver doesn't care. He says that the driver's just like, on you go, mate, on you go. And uh, and uh, Dee Dee just goes, cheers. And that's it. And he goes, I did it. I did it. So there I was, bird's eye view, whizzing past the brew like that. So there I was, bird's eye view. Now, if you're up in a high position, looking down on, on the world, you've got a bird's eye view. For example, if you, oh, I don't know, if you want to um, have a look at um, like a, 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 a square, let's say a, a place in, in, your, in, the, in the city, a big square, like a famous uh, square where maybe there's a statue and some, you know, lots of tourists and stuff and some, a fountain or something like that. Imagine some nice square in the town. And, you know, you can look at the square from the ground view, but it's good to get a bird's eye view. So you go up to the top floor of one of the buildings nearby and you go out on the balcony and you can look down on the square from above and you get a bird's eye view. OK, so uh, um, Dee Dee's on the bus, on the top floor of the bus, sitting on the top floor with a bird's eye view, whizzing by the brew like that. So whizzing by, whizzing means moving quickly. So whizzing by the brew means, you know, moving past the brew really quickly. I still don't know what the brew is. I imagine it's like the town centre or the place where he gets his, his gyro. Anyway, so there I was, bird's eye view, whizzing by the brew like that, going, ta-ta, gyro, maybe some other day, right? That's like when you, you know, you pass something and you're like, goodbye, maybe another time, maybe some other day. I love the way he's like romanticizing this adventure at this point. He's feeling really pleased with himself. He's feeling on top of the world, whizzing past the brew with a bird's eye view going, ta-da, gyro, maybe some other day. I did it. So there I was, bird's eye view, whizzing by the brew like ta-ta, gyro, maybe some other day, eh? Because I'm on a bus to Yoka. <laughs> He's feeling so excited and positive because I'm on a bus to Yoka. Um, so he's really excited to go to Yoka. I couldn't believe what I was hearing in my head, man. Seriously, this was actually happening. But then I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. There could be someone looking at the back of your head. There could be someone looking at the back of your nut right now. So your nut is your head, all right? Uh, looking at someone, uh, looking at the back of your nut. So your nut is your head. Now you've got your nut, which can be your head. You also, the, we also in the UK we say your nuts, meaning your testicles. If you're a bloke, if you're a man and you have testicles, obviously it's possible for some men not to have them if, 
it's, it's probably best not to think about that. Anyway, um, so uh, your nuts can be your balls, your testicles, um, but your nut can also be your head. So oh, I hit my nut on a wooden beam, for example. Or to nut someone would be to hit someone with your head. Not something you should do in polite company, but anyway, you're nuts. So he was going, um, hold on. Then I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. There could be someone looking at the back of your nut right now thinking, here, who's he? He's not from Yoka. He's got no business being on this bus. Get his head kicked, man. I turned round to see if anyone was looking. Nobody. I got away with it. I just pure got away with the lot of it. Couldn't believe what I was hearing in my head, man. Seriously. This was actually happening. But then I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. There could be somebody looking at the back of your nut right now hanging here. Who's he? He's no fair yoker. He's got no business being on this bus, get his head kicked, man. Okay, 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 okay. We need to go through some of that bit again. Um, all right. And I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. Okay, you can understand that bit, right? Hold on, don't get too excited. There could be somebody looking at the back of your nut right now. There could be someone looking at the back of your nut right now. Yeah, we got that bit too. But listen to the way he says thinking. There could be somebody looking at the back of your nut right now hanging here. Hanging, hanging. That's thinking. Hanging. There could be someone looking at the back of your nut right now hanging. See here, you're not from Yuka. Hanging. That's thinking. And your thing is your hang. And I thought, hold on, don't get too excited. There could be somebody looking at the back of your nut right now hanging here. Who's he? He's no fair yoker. He's not fair yoker. He's not fair yoker. He's not from yoker. He's not fair yoker. Not right now hanging here. Who's he? He's no fair yoker. He's got no business being on this bus. Guys, he'd kick me. He's got no business being on this bus. He's got no business being on this bus. He's got no business being on this bus. Get his head kicked. Get his head kicked. Meaning he's he's going to get his head kicked, or let's get his head kicked. Meaning let's let's beat him up. He's no fair yoker. He's got no business being on this bus, guys. He'd kick me. Turned around to see if anybody was looking. Turned round to see if anybody was looking. Turned round to see if anyone was looking. Turned around to see if anybody was looking. Turned around. Turned around to see if anybody was looking. Kick me. Turned around to see if anybody was looking. Nebdy. 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 That's nobody. Nobody. Nebdy. Got away with it. Just pure got away with it. Nebdy. Got away with it. Just pure got away with a lot of it. <laughs> Just pure got away with a lot of it. So I love the way he's now feeling all sort of like, uh, uh, what's the word for it? I guess he's feeling sort of delighted and uh, sort of relieved and satisfied that he's got away with being on this bus without being caught. But I mean, obviously, he's just like, it's paranoia on the on top of delusion on top of uh of weird sort of joy. Um, it's it's just a weird sort of mix of different uh, kinds of delusion 
all making him feel like he's on this adventure when actually he's just on a bus to some town somewhere that he's never been before. So um, got away with it. Remember, if you get away with something, it means you do something that's bad and you don't get punished. Okay, for example, you know, like if you steal a chocolate bar from a shop, which you shouldn't do, children. Uh, If you steal a chocolate bar from a shop and you don't get caught, you get away with it. Like, for example, oh, I don't know, like um, you could say certain sort of um, high-level bankers after the 2008 uh, banking crisis. uh, You could argue that the bankers like played with their money and they maybe committed fraud and they did things that were, you know, illegal and uh, they caused a huge economic crisis and they just got away with it because they weren't punished, they weren't prosecuted. In this, in, in this situation, uh, Didi is uh, getting a free ride to Yoka and where he doesn't belong. He's got no business being there, uh, but he just got away with it, just pure got away with a lot of it, meaning I just completely got away with, with, with all of it. Got away with it. Just pure got away with a lot of it. And, you know, the, you've got to watch the video for this because you get to see uh, Limmy's performance. And it's really good because he does do these good facial expressions. He's got a really expressive face and he expresses like panic and worry and amusement and uh, relief and all these things like really, really well on his face. You've got to see the video. I'm sure you'll enjoy it more if you if you see the video because the whole thing is being uh, reconstructed in the video, like him on the bus and uh, all of the situations. You can actually see them happening. Um, so next to me, I just got away with it. Pure got away with it. So I loosened up. If you loosen up, it means you relax. Okay. So the opposite of loose is tight. So if you tighten up, it means you get you become more tense and more rigid and stressed. But if you just loosen up, it means you relax. Just loosen up, man. Just have a drink. Loosen up. Okay, so he loosened up. He said, I loosened up and started chatting, obviously talking to other people. Thought I'd get a wee bit of local knowledge before I got there. I thought I'd get a wee bit, a little bit of local knowledge before I got there. So I loosened up and started chatting. Thought I'd get a uh, a wee bit of local knowledge before I got there. So I loosened up and started chatting before I get a wee bit of local knowledge before I got there. So is this bus for your kid, eh? So is this bus for Yoko or I? Yoko or I? So is this bus for Yoko? I, I, I. That's yes. Yes, okay? I, I. That's really, 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 really normal in Scottish English. and It just means yes. So is this bus for Yoko or I? Which is, so is this bus for Yoko, is it? Or this bus is for Yoko? Oh, so this, this, uh, this bus is for Yoko, Yeah. And the passenger goes, aye. And Dee Dee says, I've just moved there. Is it any good? Hi. I've just moved there. Is it any good? Aye, it's a lovely place. I've lived there all my life. Yoker born and bred. I've lived there all my life. Yoker born and bred. So born and bred uh, is a you know very common phrase if you're talking about you know where you were born and where you were brought up. You know, if you, for example, you were born and you you were brought up in one particular place, you can say, yep, like, for example, yep, London, born and bred, which means that I was born in London and I grew up in London as well. To be bred, you know, that means B-R-E-D, that means brought up, um, raised. You know, also you might say, you know, for example, London, born and raised, 
born and raised in London or born and bred in London? In this case, the girl goes, yeah, I'm, I'm from Yoka. I've, I've lived there all my life. Yoka, born and bred. Now, this girl is obviously proud to be from Yoka, but she's also a little bit sort of um, slightly, um, what's the word for it? Suspicious of... Uh, of DD a little bit. I mean, cause DD is obviously a bit strange and he's asking, he's saying some strange things. Um, and so she's a bit like, uh, yeah, yeah, I am from, I'm from Yoka. I was born there, born, you know, I'm from there. I was, I'm Yoka born and bred me. Um, all right, let's see what happens next. I've lived there all my life. Yoka born and bred. Yoka born and bred, 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 born and bred, born and bred. So you've never once wondered what Yoka's like? So you've never once wondered what Yoka's like? So at this point, Didi can't imagine that anyone could could never have wondered what Yoka is like. Because Didi is so uh, amazed by the concept of this faraway place, this magical, mysterious, fabled land called Yoka. He can't even imagine that someone else would 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 never have wondered what Yoka is like. So you've never wondered what Yoka is like. And then he goes, mind-boggling. If something's mind-boggling, it means it boggles your mind. If something boggles your mind, it means it confuses and amazes you. Like, oh, whoa. You mean you've never wondered what it's like in Yoka? Mind-boggling. Born and bred. So you've never once wondered what Yoka's like? Main boggling, main and then he and then he says, uh, so, and it goes. Half an hour later, I started seeing the signs. So he's talking about like road signs and shop signs, Yoka news agents, Yoka post office, Yoka FC, Yoka everything. Half an hour later, I start seeing the signs, Yoka news agents, Yoka post office, Yoka FC, Yoka everything. Yorker, everything, everything. Um, okay. Uh, they even had a barber that rhymed with yoker. Okay. They even had a barber. You know what a barber is, like someone who cuts hair. They even had a barber that rhymed with yoker. Hair by Les Porter. What are the chances of that? Uh, it, the thing is, it doesn't really rhyme with yoker. So this is just, you know... This is just just DD kind of getting carried away because he sees Yoka News Agents, Yoka Post Office, Yoka FC, and Hair by Les Porter has got nothing to do with Yoka. It's just the guy's name. It just slightly rhymes with Yoka, but not really. But DD puts two and two together, and he comes up with five, and he assumes that Hair by Les Porter, you know, that the name Porter has intentionally been written because it kind of rhymes with Yoka. In in fact, uh, Didi gets carried away with this idea and starts to imagine that maybe the barber changed his name to Porter just so that he could fit in in Yoka, where everything is called Yoka. But this is where he's, you know, he's he's just getting carried away and getting a little delusional about this. Yoka FC, Yoka everything. They even had a barber that rhymed with Yoka, heard by Les Porter. What are the chances of that? Yeah. What's the bet? His name used to be Smith or something. They just changed it to fit in. What's What's the bet that his name used to be like Smith or something, and he just changed it to fit in? What's the What's the bet that What's the betting? So you know what to bet is. It's like to put money down. 
uh, to gamble, right? Uh, what's the betting or what's the bet his name used to be Smith? Meaning like, you know, what are the chances that his name used to be Smith? It's a bit like saying, I bet his name used to be Smith. In fact, when I use the word bet, that's how I use it. It's like when I'm pretty sure that something is the case. And I'll say, I bet that, you know, I bet that his, I bet that that, oh, if I could speak my own language. Okay. I bet that's not his real name. For example, I bet that's not his real name. I bet he changed his name, you know? Uh, in this case, it's what's the betting his name used to be Smith or something, and he had to change it just to fit in. To fit in means to, you know, to to be accepted, basically, to be the same as everyone else and to be accepted. So uh, Dee Dee's getting carried away and he imagines that the barber changed his name to Porter just so that he could fit in in Yoka. Porter. What are the chances of that? Yeah. What is the bet? His name used to be Smith or something. They just changed it to fan. What? Gets to the terminus. So the girl's like, what? Because obviously she's got no idea what he's talking about. Because at this point, uh, at this point, uh, Dee Dee is just uh, rambling like a, a like a, a weirdo. She's got no idea what he's talking about. Um, so, and next thing he says, uh, gets to the terminal. Um, so uh, gets to the terminal or terminus. This is, you know, where the bus uh, stops, you know, the end of the bus route. Gets to the terminus. Everyone starts piling off. If you're piling, you've got piling in and piling off. Um, piling onto the bus or piling into the bus. Piling off the bus. It just means coming off the bus in, in, in large numbers. Everyone starts piling off. And I hit the charmer with... Sorry, I hit the driver with my charms. I hit the driver with my charms. That means, you know, that he charms the driver. Um, and, you know, what this means is that DD is uh, using his charming personality to persuade the driver to give him a ticket so that he can get back on the, on the bus. So this is DD using his charms as a way of um, making sure that he can, you know, cleverly get a ticket so that he can get back on the bus. So, so Dee Dee is feeling on top of the world here because, you know, he feels like in total control because he's managed to sneak his way onto the bus and fool everyone with his clever tactics and even managed to get a ticket from the bus driver, uh, which has bought him five minutes of precious time to explore the magical world of Yoka. Which, by the way, if, if you can see the video, you'll see that Yoka is just a really ordinary, nothing special about Yoka. It's totally normal, ordinary place. No, nothing exciting or magical about it, really. It's changed it, fan. What? Gets to the terminus. Everybody starts piling off. I hit the driver with my charms. Driver, when you leave? Five minutes. I conked out my, my stop. Any chance you could print us out a ticket? So I conked out and missed my stop. By the way, like all the slang that you're hearing in this, I mean, it's all slang that I know and that I could easily use. You know, it's the sort of slang that you you might hear anywhere, really. I mean, it's obviously delivered in a, in a pretty strong Scottish accent. But, um, you know, it's not wildly different language, really. I mean, uh, uh, certain things like we... You know, like that. Um, but, I mean, he just said, I just conked out and missed my stop. Which, if you conk out, it just means you kind of, you just fall asleep, basically. Um, also, you, you might say that a machine would conk out. If a machine conks out, it means it sort of breaks down and stops working. 
So, you know, the washing machine conked out or I conked out on the bus, meaning I, I fell asleep. All right. When did you leave? Five minutes. I conked out and missed my stop. Any chance you could print us out a ticket? I conked out and missed my stop. Any chance you could print us out a ticket so I can nip off for a fag? Uh, any chance you could print us out a ticket? Print us out a ticket. So um, you often find that people um, all over the UK will say us when they mean me, which is quite interesting. It's just a feature of informal sort of slang English. Any chance you could print us out a ticket? Any chance you could print me a ticket? Print out a ticket. Yeah. Um, so I can nip off, meaning I can just like pop off or leave the bus briefly. I can nip off for a fag. A fag is a cigarette, okay? In British English, a fag means a cigarette. Watch out, because in American English, a fag is, that's right, a homosexual. So just be aware of that when you are, um, you know, asking for a cigarette in the United States, okay? In fact, as I've said on this podcast before, it's, you know, people would understand you in the UK if you, if you wanted a cigarette and you said to someone, excuse me, mate, can I, uh, can I bum a fag off you? Now, that people would understand what that means. Can I bum a fag off you means can I, basically, can you give me a cigarette? Now, if you said that in America, excuse me, mate, can I bum a fag off you? They'd be like, what? You want to do what off me? You want to do, you? sorry, excuse me, sir? Excuse me, sir? You want to, you want to, you know, that's, you know, okay, that's my, that might be what happens. Anyway. Um, so I conked out and missed my stop. Any chance you could print us out a ticket so I can nip off for a fag? Cheers. Uh, and uh, the driver agrees, and so he gets his ticket. And then we see Dee uh, Dee uh, leaving the bus, and he says, and I put my first step on Yoka soil, as if he'd just arrived on another planet or something, you know. I put my first step on Yoka soil. I was in Yoka. I thought this day would never come. All right. So I can nip off for a fag. Cheers. And I put my first step on the Yoker soil. I was in Yoker. I thought this day would never come. I thought this day would never come. I thought this day would never come. Is it really this easy? Is it really this easy to get the things you want in life? Is it really this easy? Is it really this easy to get the things you want in life? Is it really this easy to get the things you want in life? To get the things you want in life? You just need to hold out for it. To hold out for something is basically to wait for something. Even if it's difficult to wait, you wait patiently. To hold out for something means to wait patiently. Uh, you just need to hold out for it. You just need to hold out for it. Uh-huh. Hold it for it. Hold out for it. All of a sudden, I had the urge to go like that. So it's suddenly, you know, it, this amazing sort of moment, this positive moment, suddenly he's interrupted by uh, Dee Dee's fear. So he suddenly kind of gets a little fearful. Oh, yeah, sudden I had those to just go, I hear, I'm no fear, Yoker. So he suddenly had the, the urge to go, hey, I'm not from Yoker. I'm not, I, I've got no business being here. So he suddenly got scared. And then he was like, and I was like, calm it, Dee Dee. That's no laughing matter. They'll tear you to shreds. Meaning the locals, the, the locals 
in Yoka, when they find out that he's not from Yoka, they'll tear him to shreds like they will beat him up or, or attack him or, or something like that. I mean, he, he's really sort of on the edge here. And one moment, all delighted to be in this new place. And then the next minute, completely uh, uh, terrified about what the locals will do if they find out that he's not from Yoka. And, you know, in Yoka, it's just a bus station. It's people walking around, just going about their business. No one cares. Oh, yeah, sudden the head dogs to just go, I here, I'm no fair, Yoka. I've got no business being here. I was like, can it, Didi? That's the laughing matter. They tell you to shreds. Now you've got five minutes. Where- you got five minutes. you got five minutes. Where do you want to go? Uh, where do you want to go? What do you want to do in Yoka? And I knew exactly what. So at this point, he decides to go back to the barber's shop in order to find out if Mr. Porter, if Les Porter really did change his name so that he could fit in in Yoka. It's obviously a completely nuts thing to do. And the barber's going to have no idea what, what Didi's talking about. But uh, anyway, so you've got five minutes. What do you want to do? Where do you want to where do you want to go? What do you want to do in Yoka? And I knew exactly what. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? In Yoka? I knew exactly what. I had to. I had to find it. I couldn't leave without finding out what this is all about. I had to. I had to find out. I couldn't leave without finding out what this is all about. Bus was a million miles away. The bus was a million miles away. So he's walked to the shop at this point. The bus was a million miles away. Um, and, uh, and, and I thought, Didi, you are truly on the outer reaches here. The outer reaches would be the outer areas, like, for example, the outer reaches of the galaxy or the outer reaches of the solar system would be the sort of areas, the very remote areas right out on the edge Sort of like, you know, a kind of a really exposed, very remote place. So, Didi, you truly, you are truly on the outer reaches here, man. Middle of nowhere. And I went into the great unknown with a fucking ding. You know, like the ding of when the shop door opens. To ask the one big question on everybody's lips. I thought, Didi, you truly on the outer reaches, young man. Middle one everywhere. And I went into the great unknown with a fucking ding to ask you one big question on everybody's lips. So he's now walked into the uh, barber's uh, shop and there's just, you know, Les Porter's there cutting this woman's hair and there's like uh, another woman cutting someone's hair and another lady sitting down in a chair and they're just, you know, it's just a normal day in a barber's shop. Uh, But Dee Dee is now going to ask them the question that's on everybody's lips. It's obviously not on anybody's lips at all, except his. And he goes, Les Porter. And Les Porter goes, I. And Dee Dee goes, has your name always rhymed with Yoka? Or did it used to be like be like Smith or something? Or, And then at that moment, Dee Dee realizes what he's done. Uh, and um, everyone in the barbershop is just like looking, him like looking at him like, what? What are you on about, mate? Um <laughs> Les Porter. Aye. Is your name always rhymed with Yoker or did it used to be like Smith or something? No. And then I thought, Didi, you've just blown your cover. Didi, you've just blown your cover. If you blow your cover, it means you suddenly kind of reveal yourself after you previously were hidden. 
So, for example, let's say you're an undercover cop. You're an undercover policeman. Plain clothes, undercover policeman. Let's say you're uh, spying on a suspect, like some, you know, the suspect, the, the guy you think is, is going to rob the bank and you've been following him and spying on him secretly without him noticing. And then suddenly uh, something happens which reveals uh, who you are and what you're doing. For example, you see someone in the street and they go, hey, hey, aren't you? Uh, hey, Detective Thompson. Hey, detect- hey detect- Police Detective Thompson. It's been ages. How are you? And you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm on, I'm on a case. Oh, oh, you just blew my cover. Okay, which means that, you know, when the, the bank robber notices who you are and escapes. All right. Oh, you just blew my cover. So um, um, has your name always rhymed with Yoka or did it used to be like Smith or something? Or And then I thought, Dee, you've just blown your cover big time. Fuck you playing at, man. Meaning, what the fuck are you playing at? What the fuck are you doing, man? Go, go. Get out of there before they start. Uh, I, so I got out of there before they started chucking their scissors at us like ninja stars. So it means he, he escaped. He got out of there. He escaped before they started chucking their scissors, throwing their scissors at him like ninja stars. This is what he's kind of afraid of. He thought that they were suddenly going to start throwing uh, their scissors at him like ninja stars, uh, okay? Because obviously, Dee Dee has spent far too much time uh, at home watching movies and he's lost touch with reality. Big time. Fuck you playing it, man. Go, go. Go very early before they started chucking their scissors at us like ninja stars. Before they started chucking their scissors at us like ninja stars. Before they started chucking their scissors at us like ninja stars. Before big legs scalped us and stopped my heating the wall. Before Big Les scalped us and uh, stuck my head on the wall to scalp someone, it's, I guess it's the thing that we, we, we always think that the Native American tribes used to do. It means cutting off the skin on the top of someone's head and removing their hair and the skin on the top of their head, scalping someone. Yeah, it's pretty grim. So he got out there before they started throwing the scissors at him and before Big Les scalped him and stuck his head on the wall. Uh, so he's imagining that Big Les is going to chase after him. It's like some sort of horror movie now in uh, poor Dee Dee's head. He's like having a nightmare, Dee Dee, here. He's some reason now convinced he's living in a horror film and all the people in the barber shop are chasing after him because they want to kill him. Oh, dear, poor Dee Dee. He's so delusional and so scared. He's having the f- He's got the fear now all of a sudden. And, uh, and then uh, uh, 10 seconds to go... Uh, 10 seconds to get that bus, man. That's your lifeline. And what does it start doing? It starts moving. So he's saying that he's got 10 seconds to get the bus and then the bus starts moving. The bus starts leaving. Okay. 10 seconds to get that bus, man. That's your lifeline. Was it start then? Starts moving. I was like, no, man. Felt like up. I was like that. No, man, no. I felt like giving up. Oh, tragic moment. Because the bus starts moving and and uh, Didi was like, oh, no, man, I felt like giving up. He felt like saying, here, I'm not from Yoka. I've got no business being in Yoka. Let them finish me off like a pack of mad wolves. I mean, he let them kind of uh, attack him and kill him uh, like a pack of wild wolves. Yeah, I'm off for Yoka. I've got no business being in Yoka. Let them finish me off like a pack of mad wolves. But I just kept running for my life like I had leather face on my tail. I kept running for my life like I had Leatherface on my tail. 
Leatherface is a character from a classic horror film from the 70s called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Leatherface is the character who runs around chasing uh, chasing the, the, the girl um, uh, with the chainsaw. Yeah, so that's Leatherface, uh, kind of a horror movie bad guy. So he kept running uh, as if he had Leatherface on his tail. And he gets to the bus. I get to the bus, but he wouldn't let us in. I get to the bus, but he wouldn't let me in. And I was like that, set up. The whole thing's a set up. So he's starting to convince himself that the entire thing was just all set up from the beginning. Them that were on the front bus, them that were on that front bus, so the people who were uh, you know, changing buses at the beginning of the story, uh, them that were on that front bus, actors, actors, the lot of them, meaning all of them, actors so he's really starting to lose it here imagining that the whole thing's a set up and the the people are actors and it's all designed to get him gets to the bus but he wouldn't let us in that was like set up whole things are set up they were on that front bus actors actors lot of them actors door opens and a box upstairs so the, the, the door opens, of course. He says, the door opens and I bolt upstairs. To bolt means to go really quickly, to bolt upstairs, to bolt downstairs, to bolt in, to bolt out, to bolt. Um, for example, we opened the door and the horse bolted, meaning that we opened the door and the horse ran out, right? Often it's horses for some reason that bolt. Horses, animals, you know. I let the dog off the lead and he bolted meaning I left the dog off the lead and he just escaped really quickly. In this case, uh, the door opens and I bolt upstairs. Bolt is spelled B-O-L-T. Right under the seat. Didn't dare poke my head up for the next half an hour in case they were going by in a minibus. <laughs> so he, he went upstairs and hid under the seat and he said, I didn't dare poke my head up for the next half an hour. I didn't dare do it. If you dare do something. It means you have the courage to do it. Okay. And I didn't dare poke my head up means that I didn't, um, didn't sort of put my head above the seat. Didn't poke my head up. Poke your head means like lift your head up. Uh, I didn't dare poke my head up for the next half hour in case they were going by in a minibus. So he's, he was so scared that all these people were chasing him. He thought they might have been like following the bus or like driving next to the bus in a, in a, in a minibus. Uh, or terrible delusional paranoia here from from DD. It's 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 sad really. Um, and he said, them, you know, I I didn't dare poke my head up for the next half an hour in case they were going by in a minibus, gasping to feast on me like a shower of mad zombie pirates. Okay, gasping to like gasping, meaning desperate uh, to feast on me, meaning to eat me like a shower of mad zombie pirates, a shower of mad zombie pirates, a shower of something, meaning a, a group of mad zombie pirates. Well, I think you know what mad zombie pirates are. Anyway, so I didn't dare poke my head up for the next half an hour in case they were going by in a minibus, gasping to feast on me like a shower of mad zombie pirates. Right under the seat, then they dare poke my head up for the next half hour in case they were going by in a minibus, gasping to feast on me like a shower of mad zombie pirates. <laughs> um, and then he goes, I picked a moment, so meaning I picked a moment to escape the bus, up the road, up the stairs, in the house, lock, 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 scary man, scary. But the best day of my life. Picks a moment up the road, up the stairs, in the house. Walk, walk, walk. Scary man. 
Let's get it. But the best day of my life. But the best day of my life. So it's scary, scary, scary. But at the end, when he's safe in his own house, you can see this big smile on his face because he's made it. <laughs> oh, my God. What on earth are you thinking, ladies and gents? I've no idea. Um... Yeah, but you know, you know the things I always say at the end of episodes like this, where I'm just sort of doing something and I'm not quite sure what you're going to be thinking of it. You know, I, I don't need, I shouldn't be unsure, right? No, I shouldn't, because frankly, that's that's a bloody good bit of writing and a really good bit of acting and a really obscure, bizarre little bit of comedy and pathos, and I think that's really good. Uh, I mean, you know, it's obviously it's not Shakespeare or anything, but it's also not just some really rubbishy, cheap comedy it's it's a kind of uh, sweet little sad story in a way um anyway um that's that all right then don't forget to check out the page for this episode where you'll find the script for almost everything i've said in this one uh including this as i said before the 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 original script of of that sketch from from limmy's show and then the kind of rewritten easier english version of that script as well plus some of the other some of the other stuff that i said in the introduction to this episode um all right so i've spent nearly 3 hours um devoting time to limmy's show um so I think I better uh, I think I better close this one up. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. Don't forget to do the usual things, like uh, join the mailing list, which is very simple. Uh, just to put your email address in on the website. You'll see it in the top right hand corner of every page. Stick your email address in there, and then whenever I upload a new episode, you will get an email in your inbox with a link. And you click that link; it'll take you straight to the page for the episode, which is a really convenient way for you to get uh, you know like all the stuff that you can get on the website. You know which is all those videos, all the other, you get the idea, fine. All right then, um, oh, wow, my head hurts because I've been wearing headphones for ages and it's starting to make my head hurt, so I'm now going to stop, but um, uh, just let me know, that's the other thing, let me know what you think, I look forward to reading your comments and I'll read you soon. All right then, bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. You know what? Before we finish up here, here is an extra little bit at the end for those of you who've listened all the way to this point. Um, And in fact, this is one more thing for any of you who sometimes feel like you don't know what you're doing in your life. Um... And uh, this is, in fact, another one of uh, uh, Limmy's little sketches. It's about a minute long, and you can find this one on YouTube as well. And this one's called No Clue. <clears throat> you know, if you, you know, to say you have no clue, it means you don't know, okay? So this is, this is one for people who've got no clue what they're doing in their life, uh, which is a fairly common feeling. You know, you've got some people who think they've got it got it all sorted out, people who've got the perfect plan, they're completely ambitious, they know exactly what they want to do and they know exactly how they want to get it. And th- there's those people and then there's uh, all the other people who are just wandering through their lives just trying to work it out, just trying to work out who they are and what they're doing and what they want in life and what they really think and what they believe. I think that's what this is about. So again, I'm going to just read out sort of my English uh, English version 
And then I'll let you listen to um, the audio from uh, this video by Limmy, uh, spoken in his uh, Glaswegian dialect, okay? So this video, this little uh, sketch, it's not really a sketch, it's more just like a, a sort of a short piece to camera. And it goes like this. Uh, Do you ever get the feeling that you don't really know what you're doing in general? Has anybody ever asked you, what did you do that for? And you're like, I don't know. Have you ever worn something that you thought looked good and everyone else thought looked crap? Have you ever said yes to something to which you should have said no? Something you really didn't want to do? You were asked the question and you thought, no, no way. But out came... Yeah, all right, why not? In fact, do you ever get the feeling that from the day you're born until the day you die, that you haven't got a clue what you're doing? You do? Yeah, well, join the club. Now, when someone says join the club, it doesn't mean that, you know, there is actually a club, like a football club uh, or like a tennis club or something that you should join. Um, Sometimes it means that, of course, but also uh, join the club uh, means um, that uh, you're the same as me, okay? For example, if I said to you, you know, are you completely uh, confused? Yeah? Well, join the club, which means that, you know, I'm confused too. So kind of join the confused club. Okay, so it's kind of like a way of saying you're not alone um, and uh, join us, you know. Okay, so I'll now let you listen to Limmy reading that out in his uh, Scottish accent. And I guess um, you can try and notice the differences again. And also just think about uh, the sentiment. I think it's quite a nice sentiment. I think it's a nice message. He's saying that, you know, lots of people out there don't really know what they're doing. And they're a bit confused in their lives. But um, if that is the case for you, then, you know, you're not alone. Do you ever get the feeling that you don't really know what you're doing in general? Has anybody ever asked you, what you do that for? And you're like, I don't know. Have you ever worn something that you thought looked good and everybody else thought looked crap? Have you ever said aye to something to which you should have said no? Something you really didn't want to do? You were asked the question, you thought, nah, no way, but it came, aye, alright, aye, why not? If I ever get the feeling that for the day you're born to the day you die, you haven't got a clue what you're doing, do you? I will hear. Join the club! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humor and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.